Here's our food for thought today. Our lives are defined not by the challenges we encounter, but by how we respond to those challenges. Hi fellow listeners of IPS, welcome to Work in Progress. This is a podcast where we talk about mental wellness with IPS. I'm your host Vivian, and today in line with our team on self-management, we'll be exploring the concept of post-traumatic growth. Sounds complex? Don't worry, we'll break it down for you as we go along. But first, what are traumatic events? Traumatic events are defined as negative episodes that happen beyond our expectations, which cause physical, emotional, or psychological harm. They could be anything from the sudden loss of a loved one, accidents, divorces, family conflicts, and so on. Although we all deal with varying situations differently, the most common reaction to traumatic events is shock and denial. Humans naturally respond by avoidance to protect themselves from the emotional impact, and this causes temporary mental numbness or detachment to avoid feeling all the awful emotions at once. Moving past the initial shock, individuals may then display secondary responses like re-experiencing the event through nightmares or flashbacks, or increased alertness that causes insomnia, withdrawal, or isolation and mood swings. When many of these symptoms are present for more than a month and affects the individual's daily living, they may be suffering from a condition such as post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD in short. Evidently, traumatic events have an adverse impact on our mental well-being. Instead of focusing on the dark side of trauma, we are here today to introduce you to the concept of post-traumatic growth. The name might throw some of you off. Like, what are you saying? Can anything good even come out of trauma, let alone growth? Fortunately, the answer is yes. Post-traumatic growth is both a process and an outcome and can be experienced alongside post-traumatic stress. It refers to the process in which someone experiences a traumatic event that challenges his or her core beliefs, endures psychological struggle, and finds a sense of personal growth. One is said to have experienced post-traumatic growth if there's positive response in these five areas. Firstly, appreciation for life and its little things. Secondly, relationship with others. Thirdly, new possibilities in life. Fourth, personal strength. It's like, if I got through that, I can get through anything. And lastly, spiritual change. Sounds a lot, right? Don't worry, let's break it down further. How can we turn adversity into growth opportunities after a trauma? Firstly, we can appreciate life by embracing the challenges and appreciating the gifts that adversity has brought for us. In this COVID-19 pandemic, perhaps the disruption has made space for more self-reflection or time with your family. Other potential benefits include our expanded capacity for agility, creativity, and resiliency. For example, the restrictions could have pushed you to adapt and help you to be more technologically savvy on mobile and online platforms. Practicing gratitude through learning to appreciate what we have instead of dwelling over what we don't effectively trains us to see the open windows instead of the closed one when trouble hits us. Secondly, we can build relationships with others by reaching out to people and forming connections. We often form extremely meaningful relationships in times of adversity from shared experiences and struggles. A reliable support network is key in finding the silver lining as we help one another through the darkness. Thirdly, to discover new possibilities in life, we must first articulate our struggles and reflect upon them. 
We live in what psychologists call an assumptive world, which is a detailed mental map that allows us to understand our world and our place in it. When we are knocked out of this world as a result of unexpected or traumatic events, it's essential that we reflect and reconstruct our new world. Reconstruction involves incorporating a new reality while learning how to manage negative emotions like self-pity, guilt or blame. Through this, we can develop an upgraded narrative that leads to a better future for us and the people around us. 4. Build personal strength. This could refer to both tangible skills and emotional strength. Despite the pandemic ruining our plans, we could choose to celebrate the fact that it has perhaps pushed us to pick up new technical skills or brush up on our existing cooking skills. Some develop emotional strength by channeling their struggles to serve others. For example, as Holocaust survivor Viktor Frankl once wrote, suffering ceases to be suffering at the moment it finds a meaning. In another example, instead of letting herself drown in grief from her brother's suicide, Dr. Majiwara was one of those who chose to turn her grief into grief to raise awareness about suicides and mental resilience. Thereafter, she managed to honour her brother's death and found hope and reason to bravely live on. Here, we see the power of positive thinking and alternative perspective and to find growth amidst adversity or traumatic events. Finally. Step up your self-care game and be kind to yourself. Show yourself compassion that you would to a vulnerable loved one. Nourish your body, mind and belief system with healthy practices like mindfulness, exercising, eating nutritiously or even praying. Having a stronger mind and body definitely helps us to tide through the journey of turning breakdowns into breakthroughs. On this note, I'd like to share Rian Manning's story. While the incident has crushed her in one of the worst ways possible, it has also helped her grow in ways she would never have imagined to. At 34 years old, Rihanna was a happy, busy mother of three and a PE teacher in Cardiff, UK. In February 2012, Rihanna was playing with her one-year-old son George in their home in the UK, while her husband Paul was downstairs making a cup of tea. While playing, baby George suffered a sudden seizure. The couple frantically called for an ambulance and George was rushed to the hospital. But despite the best efforts of the staff at the hospital, he passed away shortly after arriving. In the days that followed, there were friends, family, memories, hope, devastation, silence and hugs. Unable to cope with the loss of his son while suffering from PTSD and blaming himself for not saving his son's life, her husband Paul took his own life five days later. After losing both her husband and son in less than a week, Rian could barely function for months. At some point in the first year after losing her son and husband, Rian was told by her mother that she seemed to be existing but not living. Rian was desperate to give her two other children stability. She got out of bed every morning to dress them for nursery and she bathed and fed them afterwards. And in between, she would puke and feel sick all day until they came home. She didn't want to do anything or touch anything that reminded her of what she had. After George and Paul's death, she was diagnosed with PTSD and was in therapy to deal with her self-hatred, guilt and longing for Paul and George to be back with her. It took her some time, but the therapy helped her accept what has happened and gave her strength to continue living her life with purpose. It has been nine years since the death of her son and husband, now, Rian is the founder and CEO of To Wish Upon a Star, 
a charity that has supported more than 3,300 people in Wales affected by the sudden death of a child or a young person. She used her own experience of losing her son and husband to launch the charity where she built family homes and hospitals, introduced memory boxes for parents to keep locks of hairs and other mementos, trained staff, introduced counsellors, organised the provision of immediate support for grieving family like hers. The charity grew and made agreements with every police force and health board in Wales that when a child dies, the family is referred to them with parental consent. She recently won a Pride of Britain award and last year married Craig, a man she met through the charity. She says, I went through all this trauma. I was knocked off my feet to a place that I never want to experience again. I went downhill, but then I came back up. I know it made me a different person, a better person. Still suffering from anxiety and PTSD, Rian hopes her story will inspire others to know that they are not alone and they should never give up. I hope that Rian's story has inspired you to realise that it is how we respond to our hardships that define us, not the events themselves. Just like how calm waters don't make great sailors, storms occur to help us grow to our fullest potential. While most of us would prefer to have a smooth sailing ride, it is accepting that life holds both calm and choppy waters that helps us rise above them faster and better. As uncertain as life is, the experiences that you think are ruining you today may open a window for a better tomorrow. So hold on and push forward. Becoming resilient is never easy, but it's okay because we're all a work in progress. With that, we have come to the end of our final episode for our first series. As this podcast project is similarly a work in progress, we seek your understanding that the next series may arrive slightly later. But I rest assured that our team is working hard to bring you more exciting content in our next series, so stay tuned. Once again, thank you for joining us on our theme of self-management and do follow our channel on Spotify and Telegram for more updates. See you soon!